Utopia, the podcast, Ideas to Change the World, where we turn conversation into action. Thank you for joining. This episode is titled, Joe Rogan and Andrew Yang, AI, a Positive Outlook. Joe Rogan had presidential candidate Andrew Yang on his podcast last month, February of 2019, to discuss Yang's universal basic income, or as he refers to it, freedom dividend-centered platform. My initial response to even seeing this episode pop up in my feed, which I admit continued until the podcast was finished, was, finally, there's so much needless confusion over what universal basic income is, how it would be implemented or funded, what the purpose of it is, what the consequences have been in places it's been tried, why it's needed, etc., And Yang did a remarkable job answering all of these questions and more in just two hours. If you want to familiarize yourself with universal basic income, I highly recommend the Joe Rogan Experience episode with Andrew Yang, and also if you have Twitter, Scott Santon's Twitter feed. He's a UBI expert. For those of you who have listened already or know about Yang and or UBI, let's keep the conversation going. Andrew Yang is right to be worried about the economic future and civic welfare of his nation, the United States, and regardless of where you live or where you're from, that feeling must be salient. The world economy has changed in many positive ways, but local economies and infrastructures have eroded in many places. The fourth industrial revolution, the technological innovation that's spreading through each and every industry is something that needs to be addressed now. And on a worldwide scale, at the political level, I can't think of anyone other than Jeremy Rifkin, who literally wrote the book on zero marginal cost, and Andrew Yang. By Yang running for president and advocating for UBI behind it, he's having a real, tangible impact. I just think of the millions of human beings around the world introduced to these ideas that, while they're 50-plus years old, have finally been empowered to come to fruition. When technology catches up to knowledge, the results often change everything. The main area of concern, and what seems like Andrew Yang's reasoning for why we ended up with Donald Trump, is because the artificial intelligence and automation revolution already started. Jobs in the manufacturing industry are scarce, and it's coming for truck drivers and service workers and journalists, etc. The states where job loss was the worst happened to be the very swing states who voted for Obama, and then Trump. The states that flipped and cost the Democrats the election, if you want to look at it that way. I'm not going to expend any effort trying to argue with that idea. It was certainly a major factor. But what I do want to point out, particularly in the point of the conversation regarding the impending doom of automation, is simply a perspective that I can't help but be reminded of every time I see an automated cashier or order screen at a fast food place. While it certainly can be negative for every individual whose lives are worse when their job is automated. What I can't help but notice is that, first, those humans are now free to pursue something meaningful to them. Assuming that cashier is not the ultimate in employment or self-fulfillment, those people can do something else. But more importantly, 
any task that is not deemed rewarding or enjoyable or satisfying, really anything that is a negative for humans to be doing, something dreary or dangerous, that can be automated, should be automated. Consider for the truck drivers, were livelihood not a factor? If we could use our imagination for a moment and envision a future where all vehicles are self-driving and all displaced truck drivers, taxi drivers, and delivery people had their full salaries replaced, so there's no change in their life other than no longer having to drive. Ask yourself, are they worse off because they're not driving? How many would volunteer to be driving for free? Let's recognize that most people are doing their job because they need money. While again, I concede it can be negative in many ways for a truck driver psychologically when they're displaced, what can't be argued is that they could be spending their time finding a new purpose, something more beneficial for their own health, mental or physical, beneficial for society and the community. They could be doing something less impactful or to even regenerate the environment. They could do something positive for their family. If only they didn't need the salary behind the job. The issue I see, and what wasn't discussed as much as when Andrew was on Sam Harris's podcast, was that humans need a new roadmap for living a life of purpose. No longer is the story of go to school, get a job, get married, have kids, and retire sufficient. We see humans at every stage of development, from teenagers of 13 to seniors of 75, who are looking for purpose, and some finding it while others are sadly unable to. The directions their lives take depending on this single factor are diametrically opposed. The 13-year-old with a true passion and purpose can start an NGO and help thousands around the world in today's environment. Conversely, we're seeing a spike in adolescent depression and suicide that is unparalleled in history. The 75-year-old with passion and purpose is still playing tennis and climbing mountains. Conversely, senior depression and suicide rates are also on the rise beyond what you would believe. What Rogan continually struggled with throughout the conversation was if people don't have jobs and they're just getting cash, what are they going to do? How are their lives going to find meaning? And Yang was sympathetic and shared his perspective for the most part, that people losing their job is just plain bad. But it's not. Or at least it doesn't have to be. In the world we live in, for most people, losing your job and having no income to survive or support your family, it can be tragic and fatal. I don't want to downplay that. That's because we still live in a world where if you don't work, there's a chance that you won't be able to survive. Andrew Yang wants to solve this by providing everyone with enough money to survive. I believe it's in Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's New Green Deal as well, and it's received a lot of criticism from the right, people like Dave Rubin, who I'm a fan of. But I'm on board. We need to supplement people's ability to survive without having to succumb to work because the options that people are going to have are going to get slimmer and slimmer and slimmer. If I were Andrew Yang, I would just take things a step further, and this would certainly help clear up the confusion for Rogan in terms of purpose. 
This would even provide an answer to what Sam Harris has deemed the incentive problem. We need to actually create a new avenue for people to contribute positively in society. A community currency, a favor bank, a social currency, earned by doing things that are deemed positive, and this currency is exchangeable 100% for the things people need to survive. You may not be able to buy a Lamborghini with your social currency, but you'll be able to get food, water, and shelter. I've written a book about it. You can find it on Amazon. It's called Legacy, and it advocates for this type of universal basic income hybrid. It's earned, but it's still available for all, and there's no reason that you can't get it even for micro-tasks like brushing your teeth or getting some exercise or reading. We need to open the marketplace up for people to be able to survive and thrive without needing to compete with robots, AI, and an elite group of uber-skilled people in the traditional marketplace. What we really need to do is incentivize the actions that will lead people to live happy, healthy, positive, productive lives on their own. What are the tasks you can imagine being replaced by automation? The line of sandwich artists at Subway comes to mind. And the moment I go into Subway and see a mechanical arm, I may cry a tear of joy, knowing that those humans who were standing there, one of whom I used to be, I used to work at Subway, but the humans who put meat and cheese and veggies and sauce on bread all day for other people, well, they're now free. What about the construction workers who hold signs all day? Well, once I see a little robot sign, which is much safer, more efficient, cost-effective, I'm going to remember the human is free. They're free to read a book and enjoy the sunlight, listen to a podcast or some music, renovate their house, travel, invest, find more meaningful employment. And in my world, they would be free to spend their days volunteering, creating art or community building and still be able to survive and thrive. This is a true freedom dividend. And this is why I love the idea of basic income and what Andrew Yang is advocating for so much. Although this is a transitionary step, it is the major step toward a true paradigm shift. I'll be discussing UBI further, the incentivized basic income idea in a podcast about team human and big think. As there was a recent conversation between Douglas Rushkoff and Jason Gotts, I recommend you all check that one out as well. Just like in this episode, I'll try to keep their conversation going. But now let's move on to the final segment, the way I end every podcast with a semi-actionable idea that can hopefully make life or the world or both a little better. How to Create Utopia. At the end of their conversation, Rogan and Yang start to reframe the future of automation and AI in positive terms. Yang even goes as far to say, there's a world where we're celebrating the fact that truckers are going to be liberated from their trucks. We're celebrating that humans will be free from the dangerous or painful tasks that we've literally engineered solutions to, to prevent us from having to do them. I always think if we could go back in time with just one of our technological innovations, the societies we share our knowledge or tools with will look at us as magicians or aliens. We have so much at our fingertips. It's really just a question of how we look at our potential, both individually and at a societal scale. 
The entire conversation is really about human empowerment, and creating Utopia for this week is something you can do for yourself and for others around you. The next time you see something that has been automated, whatever it is, just ask yourself, how did a human do this before? Is there anyone who wants to do this task for free but can't because robots are doing it exclusively now? Consider the human potential that has been freed because we created a solution to a problem that humans no longer need to embark on alone. They have technological help. We can create utopia just by shifting our perspective and sharing that with others. Every time we have the opportunity to share the positive potential we have as a species, let's take it. Automation doesn't have to be an impending doom, and we don't have to just accept suicides and overdose and depression because people don't have a job. We, we don't need a president to implement a freedom dividend either, although it certainly will help. But what's needed is an openness to looking at life, looking at our potential in a new way. Work and money does not equal meaning or value. We have the knowledge and technology to empower every individual to make positive changes for the first time in history. And it's a true perspective changer when you realize what's possible. When you see people like Andrew Yang who are dedicating their lives to sharing this information, selflessly trying to improve others' lives just because that's what he feels we're here on this planet to do, you feel hope. Or you listen to Joe Rogan doing what he can to share ideas or Team Human and Big Think, more and more of us are waking up and seeing that the future we're moving toward can be a utopia compared to where we are today. Just by sharing what's possible, you're playing your part in creating utopia. week's episode of creating utopia the podcast if you found it interesting please like subscribe and share with a friend or on social media follow me on twitter at creating underscore utopia and make sure to ask questions comment i'll make every effort to reply to everyone stay tuned for the next episode